Welcome to the Coaching Doc Podcast, hosted by Coach Chris Cutcliffe and Dr. Hunter Taylor. Our mission is to bring you insight from the best of the best in the coaching profession. Hey, if you'd like to learn more about the work we do at Coaching Doc, please check out our website at www.coachingdoc.com. Our next guest is Luke Altmeyer, quarterback at the University of Illinois. A highly decorated quarterback out of Starkville, Mississippi, Luke's journey began at Ole Miss, where he spent his first two years as a backup. Known as one of the best teammates in every locker room he's been in, he transferred to Illinois this past offseason with the hopes of competing for a starting spot in the Big Ten. Luke, thanks a bunch for spending time with us tonight. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited for it. Uh, we're excited about this, too. I thought we'd start with this because everybody knows you know, a big transition happened for you. Uh, this is your third college town to live in, especially since you're a local Starkville person. You came up here to Oxford. How does Champaign compete with Mississippi's two SEC towns? Yeah, you mentioned it was a it's a big transition, and you know I think that's kind of an understatement. Um, just from the, the last few months that you know I've been here and experienced, um, like you said, uh, you know I've grown up in two two college towns, and specifically in Mississippi, and um, two schools in the SEC, and um, you know that's where I spent most of you know pretty much my whole life, and um, you know Mississippi is pretty much all I know. And um, both of those programs, Mississippi State and Ole Miss, and those towns, you know, have a lot of com- a lot in common. Um, you know, with uh, the, with them being in Mississippi, and the people are a lot similar. And um, and coming up here um, to Illinois in the Midwest, and you know, in, in Big Ten country, and, and it's kind of like a, a complete turnaround, a polar opposite feel. And um, it's something I'm I've been trying to navigate, and you know, kind of get a feel for. It. And luckily, I've been. Um, I have a lot of good people around me to help me, um, you know, navigate that and you know make my way through it. But um, it's definitely it's definitely a challenge, and um, there's definitely some adverse moments that you know I've already experienced just from being up here away from, um, you know, truly away from my family. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was living in Starkville and I was in Oxford, so um, I was away, but you know, not not really away. So this is a really the first time that you know. You know, I'm kind of on my own and, um, you know, I know it'll be really good for me. And, um, but you know that, I mean, it's not a challenge. Well, I think some good questions are going to come out of what you just mentioned right there, just with the transitions, but on like a more serious note here too, of like, I know whenever you go into a new place and you're in a new part of the country now too. And so I'm guessing a lot of your teammates are regionally based up in that area too. Like what kind of, do you feel like being, a product of Mississippi high school football, like, does that give you an edge? You feel like you, you feel like you were, you know, kind of shaped in a way that, that uh, is different than up there. Yeah. Like you said, there's, I mean, there's a ton of regional athletes up here uh, on the team, a ton of Illinois natives and um, people from Iowa and, you know, kind of surrounding States. And, um, you know, I'm one of two kids that are from Mississippi. And, you know, I think, like you said, kind of the edge that comes with that. Um, you know, you hear from interviews of like A.J. Brown and, you know, uh, D.K. Metcalf of kind of what that and, you know, what that really means to be from Mississippi. And, um, you know, kind of be over kind of being overlooked just from, you know, where you're from. You know, um, it's it's not the most um, highly profiled, you know, highly recruited state. Um, if you were to say, you know, kind of like not like the, the Texas and Florida's and California's and Georgia's and, you know, other places. But, you know, it's truly 
um, you know, I believe, you know, where some of the best football is and, you know, you know, I've been a part of it. Coach Cutcliffe has been a part of it. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful, you know, it's just been my high school years and my whole life from Mississippi and, you know, kind of developing that, that toughness, the mental toughness, most importantly, and the grits that, you know, came with that from, you know, being overlooked and, you know, kind of, you know, having to make it on my own, you know, not having, you know, so much around me. Um, you know, of course, I had great coaches and, you know, great teammates, but not a lot of exposure. You know, I had to go find that on my own. And um, it's something that, you know, I carry with me, you know, to this day. Great answer. No doubt. So, hey, let's go back to your time in high school a little bit. So you were obviously, you know, a high, highly recruited player at the end of your time in high school, a high-profile guy, one of the, you know, top players in Mississippi, no doubt. So can you talk about using that platform uh, on your high school team to be a great teammate and a leader on your team. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's, you know, like what you said, being, you know, a great teammate and a leader and, you know, the relational side of this game, that's pretty much why, I, you know, the thing I love most about this game, truly, of course, I love football and throwing the touchdowns and, you know, the team, you know, the, the camaraderie and, um, you know, going out on Friday nights, Saturdays and, you know, playing such a barbaric sport with, you know, your guys, but, um, truly at the end of the day, it's, you know, the things that, you know, I will remember, um, um, you know, when I'm older is, you know, the locker rooms, um, you know, the bus rides, um, you know, those type of things. And, um, you know, I believe, you know, you know, I bring a lot of purpose into the building, you know, into, into those locker rooms, into those weight rooms. Um, you know, I believe I'm, you know, I grew up in a very, um, I grew up in a home that, you know, I'm very thankful for that was, you know, built on the foundation of, you know, you know, faith driven, um, purposes. And, you know, that's something I carry with me and into the building every day. And, you know, I believe we were built for relationships and, um, you know, I could, you know, I could throw, you know, a million touchdowns and, you know, run for a million yards, but, um, you know, nothing will compare, you know, to, you know, seeing the smile on my teammates face that, you know, I helped achieve, you know, I threw a touchdown too, or, you know, a tackle or a guard who made a, you know, a game changing block. I think that's way more important to me than, you know, anything I could do uh, personally. Awesome. I'm going to give you a compliment here. I know you and Coach Cut have had some battles. Uh, I'm going to make sure that, uh, that we send this over to Dr. Andy Mullins, because I remember being on the sideline your junior year when you <laughs> played up in Oxford and you put on a show and I remember Dr. Mullins, uh, just like this legendary professor, administrator at Ole Miss, was like, who is that? We need to get him here. <laughs> and uh, so I still remember that game. You were you bald. Um, yeah, for sure. You, and so, so you obviously had a huge platform, though, in high school, right? But then you transition, right? And so, like, being the, the featured person where maybe it's a little easier to recognize your influence – and then you come on a program and you're the backup and kind of the heir apparent to, to Matt Corral. You all have that great year, go to the Sugar Bowl, and then you transition as a sophomore and you got a battle. And something that that was such a cool picture of, Luke, uh, was, uh, you know, just kind of like the, the swings of life in a sense, right? There's some unpredictability in how you handle all of that. I, I have two questions for you with that. What did you learn about yourself from that experience? And what did you think you proved to your teammates through that experience? Yeah, um, you know, I think there's, you know, I think I could write a book um, about, you know, things I learned about myself during that time period. And, 
you know, and about my teammates and our experiences. But, um, you know, I think I learned truly that, you know, honestly, life, life isn't fair. It, um, you know, it'll throw you curveballs in adverse moments. But, you know, truly, I take the, the most from those moments. Um, you know, I believe my greatest moments don't come from um, my success on the field. It comes from those times where I have to dig deep in, in those valleys or um, like in my sophomore year when, you know, I was, you know, deep in a competition. Um, every single day was uh, was evaluation and, you know, and living in a world of comparison at times. And it was really hard, but um, I think it provides a lot of perspective too um, on um, just, you know, being where your feet are, staying in the moment and not looking too far ahead. And, you know, I think that's what I've, what I've gained most, I think, um, you know, through these, through and going to my third year of college is, truly just staying in the moment um, and, and like truly just taking one step at a time and being, being exactly, you know, where you are and being um, just, just staying in the moment. Um, it's so easy to look ahead and, you know, to speculate and wonder what six months will look like from now and where I'm going to be. But, you know, truly all you have, have is the moment you have um, that's present and, you know, the moment and um, you know, what you do during that time will, will you know, affect, um, you know, the things that you might look towards to, but, um, and going on to, you know, how my teammates might view me. I mean, you know, that's kind of the thing that coach Cutliff asked. It's, you know, every day, you know, you know, I kind of walked in the building, you know, not for myself, but for those teammates, you know, having the platform and being the center, um, of a group and, you know, the quarterback position, um, obviously has a ton of influence, a huge platform. Um, for me, you know, being in college and being at a university for four short years or maybe even five, it would, it would, I would do myself a displeasure if, you know, I didn't use that to, um, to, um, to you know, servant, servantly lead my teammates at each and every day. And that's something that, you know, I never took for granted and something I grew into, um, even if it was really uncomfortable at times, which it, it really, really was um, because I'm more of an introverted guy and, um having to use my voice and in different ways but you know I think at the end of the day um you know um those uncomfortable moments were things that really really shaped me and you know who I was yeah no doubt I can tell you just from the outside looking in you talk about like finding you know finding joy in the, in the success of your teammates you know I, I can say that watching you last year you know I talked to so many people that that admired you and just your your demeanor during games and all those things when you weren't necessarily getting to play, but just, you know, just the way you conducted yourself, um, impressed a lot of people, uh, you know, definitely me. Um, so I want to ask you this, thinking through just teammates, the best teammates that you've had, whether it's in high school, college, whatever, what are some of the qualities that you've seen from people that you consider the best teammates you've had? Yeah. Um, well, I've, I've, you know, I've been so caught up in, you know, my world that, it's um, been hard to reflect, but, you know, I've had, you know, so many, so many good teammates and great teammates, but I think the the best ones are, you know, kind of what I hit on um, in the last question was the people who really um, woke up and just wanted to serve and um, put the benefits of others before their, themselves. And to me, like in, in leadership, you know, I try to look towards, you know, the best leaders, at, you know, at, at the top of what they do and you know, ultimately looking at the best leader that, you know, ever walked to the face of the earth and Jesus Christ. And, um, 
in the way he loved and ultimately the way he served and you know, each and every day, you know, I try to wake up and ask for a heart that loves and, you know, a heart that loves will serve. And, and, um, ultimately that's, um, that's what, that's what matters to me most is the connection with, um, the guys intentionally every day and, you know, not forcing it, but, um, doing it with, you know, a lot of purpose driven, um, qualities is, um, really the only thing that matters yeah no doubt so kind of building on that you know you right now joining a new team right so you're coming in now you know to guys new coaching staff new teammates um and you talked about being intentional is there anything specific that comes to mind just in your in your short time that you've been in champagne so far that you've you know been able to do to kind of establish yourself as a leader establish establish yourself as a as a great teammate and positive influence there yeah um i think um you know if you try to rush into a leadership position especially around the you know in my and you know being on a football team around 100 you know different teammates and you know uh, you know a, a ton of different coaches is you know kind of foolish cuz you know you don't know how guys respond to it um especially me being in a new um, part of the country and how um, and just how different everything is and you know for me to um, come in and you know try to you know say a whole lot but you know I haven't really done a whole lot for them it would be you know kind of foolish and um, you know and it takes time and that's what I learned at Ole Miss you know my first year you know obviously was um, you know kind of sat back waiting my turn and um, you know developed relationships it was more of a developmental thing on the relational side of it and stepping into that sophomore year, you know, I had the opportunity to be, you know, a really, really, really big time leader and uh, vocally and, you know, in different ways. And like I said, it was uncomfortable, but, you know, it really, it really became easy because of the love and the trust I had developed in that first year. And that's what's something I'm, um, I'm trying to take in, you know, to where I am now here at Illinois, um, you know, developing, those relationships individually in group settings. So um, as time progresses, you know, using my voice and, you know, stepping into those, those leadership roles will be easier because I've developed the trust and they've seen me personally and, you know, you know my values and my characteristics. So um, we can have that trust and that'll carry, carry on the field and, you know, carry out, you know, uh, outside, outside the locker room and on some other things as well. Awesome. Um, Luke, one thing that we want to ask all the guests during this series is it's about, uh, we think it's kind of like the highest form of love a great teammate can offer, and that's accountability. And, um, you know, if you really, truly care about someone, a teammate right right or left of you, then you, you know, you're comfortable and confident enough to tell the truth, Right. Can you talk a little bit about how you've seen players effectively hold their teammates accountable and even how you've held teammates accountable? And this is something like it can be kind of confusing, right, for a 16, 17-year-old if you've never you know, seen it lived out, but you always hear it preached about accountability or even like a 40-year-old in an office or a 65-year-old, whatever it may be. Like that's a weird thing. Uh, and It's a courageous action. So I was just curious about – what you've seen in that. Yeah. Accountability is definitely, um, you know, one of the, um, more uncomfortable, uncomfortable topics, you know, of leadership. But I think, um, you know, why it's so uncomfortable is because of how valuable it is. 
end up if it's practiced the right way. Um, you know, I think it's the highest, one of the highest forms of leadership, so one of the highest forms um, of leadership qualities you can have. Um, and it's it's difficult because, um, you know, sometimes telling the truth can, you know, be very harsh or, you know, it's something, you know, that people don't want to hear. And, um, and you know, the person, you know, given accountability to you know, someone else, you may, you may be scared to give it to somebody because you don't know how they'll respond or, you know, if they may think of you less or, you're, you know, you th- they think you're trying to put put yourself over them. Or, and there's so many things that go in, goes into it. But, you know, ultimately it's um, if that person, you know, can understand that you're coming from the right place with, you know, a heart full of love and uh, just wanting to see them grow. Um, you know, I think um, both sides just really have to swallow their pride and, um, you know, put the values of a team or the relationship that um, both parties or groups or individuals have um, is really important. Good stuff. So, all right, Luke, we want to finish with kind of like a fun rapid fire closing round. All right. So I'm going to ask you four questions. You okay. said the first thing that comes to mind, quick answers. All, All right. right. All right. If you're coming to visit Oxford and you get to go eat one meal, what restaurant are you going to? Uh, Bure, their Bure Burger. There you go. Okay. Favorite NFL quarterback of all time? Oh, my goodness. Drew Brees. Loudest stadium you've experienced so far in your college career? Stadium, easy. Easy one. The England Stadium, Tennessee. That's right. Small alma mater, by the way. There you go. Good answer. All right. Last question. One word that you would use to describe the ultimate teammate? Um, love. Simply. Yeah. Just someone who loves. It's it's not awesome. it's not be complicated. You know, you have a heart of love, and it'll take you wherever you need to go. Man, Luke, you've been awesome. Man, appreciate you doing this. Yeah, really. You got another fan over here, so we wish you nothing but the best. I appreciate it. It means a lot. It really does. Yeah. yeah. You got a lot of Illinois fans down here now. Thanks. You so do. We'll pull it for you. Yeah. It means a lot. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Coach and Doc podcast. We know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so we're grateful that you chose us. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do, please visit our website, www.coachanddoc.com.